Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person. And I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like. All at the same time. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. A gifting moment is always around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Gift easy with Gift Mode on Etsy. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the Speaker of the House launches an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The new details, as we learn, a committee will investigate the 46th president and his family. Here are tonight's headlines. The White House calling the probe extreme politics at its worst, as McCarthy faces his pressure from the right flank of his conference. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. The search for escaped inmate Danilo Cavalcante intensifies. He is now armed with a stolen rifle. T-shirt and shoes were found, and that it's possible that he's changed his clothes. The flood emergency in Massachusetts with hundreds of homes damaged. We rescued so many people last night, we don't even have a total count. Plus the new path for Hurricane Lee just coming in. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un arrives in Russia for a meeting with Vladimir Putin. The meeting comes as Russia grows more desperate for ammo to support its invasion of Ukraine. America Decides, the first part of our in-depth interview with Republican hopeful Ron DeSantis, all about the issues. The focus tonight, foreign policy. Would you as commander-in-chief authorize a preemptive strike against the North Koreans? The biggest antitrust trial in decades begins today, and it's Google versus the U.S. The Justice Department and more than a dozen states accuse the company of illegally limiting your online search options. And this performance will have you barking for joy. (laughs) 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We begin with breaking news right here in Washington and the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy claims House investigators have uncovered a, quote, culture of corruption surrounding the president and his family that demands further review. The White House called today's actions politically motivated and said Republicans had produced no evidence of wrongdoing. Now, this is taking place as McCarthy is facing mounting pressure from the right wing of his own party, along with the deadline to pass a spending bill before October 1st in order to avoid a government shutdown. Now, all this and the 2024 presidential election is just around the corner. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Nancy Cordes will start us off from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. This is a significant escalation in the GOP impeachment effort. And tonight, the House Speaker is urging President Biden to cooperate with this new inquiry. The White House insists the facts don't justify this move. And a number of Republicans appear to agree. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The announcement was a reversal for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who just two weeks ago said he would not launch an impeachment inquiry unless he had the votes for it. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. But McCarthy was facing mounting pressure from conservatives who threatened to sink his speakership if he didn't act. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. To lead the new inquiry, McCarthy tapped three House chairs who have already been probing the Biden family's foreign business dealings. A White House spokesman noted today House Republicans have been investigating the president for nine months and they've turned up no evidence of wrongdoing. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better. Back in 2019, McCarthy warned his predecessor, Nancy Pelosi, that launching an impeachment inquiry into President Trump without holding a vote first would, quote, create a process completely devoid of any merit or legitimacy. But with his party divided, any vote today would likely have failed. Right now, I'm not convinced that that evidence exists. In the Senate, several Republicans were skeptical today that the inquiry would go anywhere. But House conservatives argue the move will give them access to key family documents they don't have now. There's not been a single subpoena to a Hunter Biden bank account or a Joe Biden bank account. Until an impeachment inquiry commences, that's not a jurisdictional possibility. A White House official we spoke to today pointed out that the House has actually already subpoenaed and received 12,000 pages of bank records. And without a formal vote, it's not clear that simply announcing this inquiry will give the House more authority to investigate than it had already. Nora? That's interesting. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. Well, tonight, the five former Memphis police officers charged in the beating death of Tyree Nichols in January are now facing charges of federal civil rights violations. They were all indicted today on four counts, including excessive force, failure to intervene, conspiracy to witness tampering and obstruction of justice. The five have pled not guilty to state charges of second degree murder. Major developments today in the manhunt for escaped killer Danilo Cavalcante, who's been on the run since August 31st. Police say the fugitive stole a rifle from a garage last night and then he came face to face with the homeowner who shot at him but missed. CBS's Nikki Dementri reports on the expanding search. 
Danilo Cavalcante, who police say is now armed with a 22 caliber rifle with a scope and a flashlight, was spotted twice on Monday night. We considered him desperate. We considered him dangerous. Around 8 p.m., investigators say a driver spotted a man crouching near the road in eastern Pennsylvania. Shortly after, police found Cavalcante's prison shoes. Then, around 10.10 p.m., Cavalcante stole a firearm from a garage. The homeowner fired a pistol at him as he fled. Also last night, police say a pair of work boots were stolen from Jim Barnes's porch. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's where they were. They were right there on the back porch. And sure enough, they were they were missing. Cavalcante was facing a life sentence for killing his ex-girlfriend, whom he stabbed 38 times in front of her two young children. He has been spotted 14 times since he escaped from prison last month, but continues to evade law enforcement. It's still like this in a couple of days. I know people around here aren't going to sit by and let it be like that. They, they might start going out and walking around on their own mm. and try to find them. Art Roderick is a former U.S. Marshal. You've got multiple agencies out there. They're all trying to get their communications together with so many different law enforcement agencies coming in. We don't need anybody out there trying to do any vigilante stuff. Tonight, police are warning residents to remain indoors and reminding everyone to keep their doors, windows locked and secure their vehicles as they believe that Cavalcante is hiding during the day and moving around at night. Nora? Armed and dangerous. Nikki Dementri, thank you very much. Well, turning out of the weather, torrential downpours flooded communities across New England overnight, stranding drivers and homeowners after nearly a foot of rain fell in some areas. A state of emergency was declared in Lemonster, Massachusetts. That's about 40 miles northwest of Boston after catastrophic flooding washed away roads and forced evacuations. New England and much of the East Coast could get soaked as Hurricane Lee makes its way north across the Atlantic as a powerful Category 3 storm. Meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel is following this latest track just in. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. We are tracking the heavy rain and possible flood threat with Lee, and where it goes will make a big difference in who gets what. At this point, Boston and the Cape now out of the cone, but not necessarily out of the woods just yet. A farther west track would mean some heavy rain, Strong winds, also the coastal flooding and some very large waves. If it goes over here, a better case for the U.S. If it goes farther to the east, still going to see some moderate to large waves and rip currents. And also, even if it goes right up the middle, forecast models showing some of the heaviest rain well away from central Massachusetts, but into Maine with the European model, Nora, and the GFS forecast model as well. All right, Chris, thank you. Overseas anger and frustration is growing over in Morocco over the government's slow response following the deadly earthquake that's killed nearly 3,000 people and injured thousands more. CBS's Chris Livesay is there and reports some of the worst destruction is found in the most remote region of the country, making it all the more difficult to reach those in need. New video of a wedding celebration erupting into panic. As the shaking sends musicians and guests running for the exits and clutching their children. While the powerful quake has passed, the catastrophe is hardly over. Supplies are finally reaching remote areas, says Spanish rescuer Annika Cole, one of the few foreign teams allowed into Morocco. So there's hope that there are people still alive under the rubble. There's hope. But in these crumbled adobe buildings, chances of survival are razor thin. 
Humanitarian efforts are now focusing on the displaced and the wounded. Of course, the wounds aren't just on the outside, they're on the inside too. And the doctors here tell us that for these kids, playing soccer or playing at all is the best thing they can do to start healing. People crying all the night. We can't sleep. Psychologist Amal Kalai says some children are so scarred, they're afraid to leave their tents. Tarek, just one year old, lost his father. And four-year-old Aya lost her grandmother, aunt, uncle, and cousins. She's learning English. Still in a state of shock, Yusuf can barely speak. I was buried for 13 hours, he says. I could hear my father and sister screaming until they died. If I wasn't trapped, I could have saved them. So many children affected by this earthquake, approximately 100,000, according to UNICEF, many of them in tents or out in the streets. Nora? Chris Livesay, thank you. Tonight, the CDC is recommending everyone six months and older get the updated COVID vaccine amid the rise in cases and hospitalizations nationwide. The FDA approved the updated vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna on Monday, and both companies tell CBS News they're being shipped now and should be available within days. We turn now to the biggest antitrust case in nearly a quarter century. The Department of Justice and more than a dozen states are accusing Google of being a dominating monopoly and illegally shutting out rival search engines. CBS's Jolene Kent reports the trial could completely change the way that big tech does business with consumers. Today in federal court in Washington, Google on defense. The Justice Department is accusing the company of monopolistic behavior, alleging it abused its power by paying $10 billion a year to be the default search engine on Apple's iPhones, Samsung Galaxies and beyond, unfairly keeping the competition like Microsoft Bing and DuckDuckGo at bay. The DOJ says those deals cemented Google's overall dominance, creating a, quote, feedback loop that always turns to Google's advantage. The tech giant hit back, saying the government is trying to limit their ability to do business. Google's chief legal officer, Kent Walker. Is Google breaking the law here? No, we're not. We believe that people use Google because it's helpful. You've never seen more choice, whether that's TikTok or Reddit or Amazon or Expedia. Would you ever change? To where? What else? I'm not. Google claims it's easy to change the default search on your phone. But according to the government, Internet users go to Google for nearly 90 percent of all searches in the U.S. I'm Googling everything. How often are you Googling stuff on your phone? Like 30 times, like every day, all the time. And critics say that very popularity is what makes it nearly impossible for smaller players to actually compete. So the longer they can hang on to that, um, the, you know, the, the, the more dominance they have and the, the, their ability really to keep out other companies. Now, if Google were to lose, it could face penalties or possibly be broken up. And other tech companies like Amazon and Meta, the parent company of Facebook, could be forced to change the way they do business, too. But we're going to have to wait and see. This trial is expected to last about... 10 weeks, Nora. Jolene Kent, thank you, and welcome to CBS News. Thank you. Tonight, North Korea's reclusive Kim Jong-un is in Russia after arriving on an armored train for a rare meeting between two dictators. Trading weapons is at the top of their agenda. The alliance between the two American adversaries is one of many issues facing whoever wins the 2024 presidential campaign. In our series, America Decides, we sat down with Republican Governor Ron DeSantis to talk first about foreign policy. Russia wants more weapons to send to Ukraine. 
if Putin gives the North Koreans advanced nuclear technologies in return, how would you respond to that threat? Well, we have to obviously keep Kim Jong-un in a box. Um, this is a very irrational individual. Um, he pr- he's prone, perhaps, to do irrational things. And so we will work to put, put him in a box and, and to keep the pressure on uh, Kim Jong-un. Just last week, Kim Jong-un launched a new submarine, which North Korea claims has nuclear attack capabilities. Would you, as commander-in-chief, authorize a preemptive strike against the North Koreans? Yes, if you knew that there was definitely someone was about to launch a missile at you, of course you take action to prevent and protect your people, but that would require a certain amount of evidentiary threshold. I don't think you just go willy-nilly. We met Ron DeSantis in New York after he visited with 9-11 families. The terror attacks inspired him to join the U.S. Navy. Today he believes China is our top national security threat. We don't want a war with China. We want to prevent a war with China. I think the way you prevent the war uh, is through strength and having a strong military. If China invades Taiwan, would you commit U.S. military forces to defend Taiwan? Taiwan is an ally. Um, I've been very clear on that. We have very long-standing U.S. policy about how we project uh, our actions and intentions with regarding Taiwan. You will see a continuity of that with me as president. One place where DeSantis wants to use U.S. troops is on the border. Would you commit U.S. troops to taking out these Mexican cartels? We are going to lean in and we are going to defend our country. And so I was at the border in Arizona. So there was one part where there was a stretch of wall. These guys are working on the base of the, of the, of the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, well, we're repairing it. I'm like, what happened? He said the cartels can cut through. I mean, these are big steel beams, and they're cutting through. And yet they're being allowed to come in to our country. They got backpacks on with fentanyl and all this stuff. So in those situations, um, yes, we will have deadly force authorized. Would you send missiles into Mexico? We would use all available... The tactics, I think, are, are, can be debated. If you have something you want to accomplish, people would brief you on the different ways to be able to do it. So that would be dependent on the situation. But I think you're but totally... But launching military forces into Mexico is a much different standard. That's why I'm well, asking this be, question. But, but the reality is they are overrunning our border. They're sex trafficking. They're human trafficking. And they're bringing in massive quantities of drugs. I mean, our country is being invaded and hurt uh, by what they're doing. And the question is, do we just throw up our hands and do we say there's nothing we can do about it? Or does a leader take action? Because I'll tell you this. Is it a border? Is it you said stone cold dead? And when you said that, that made me think this is more than a border patrol issue. It is. Yeah, I'm going to have the military at the border 100 percent. I mean, if they're trying to break through the wall, we will have deadly force authorized to be able to stop that. I mean, if To shoot migrants coming across the border. Cartel members, I mean, you you have to identify them as being hostile. I mean, if there's a a woman with a baby, they're not a cartel member. There's not going to be authorization to just shoot somebody like that. But when somebody's got a backpack on and they're they're breaking through the wall, you know that that's hostile intent and you have every right uh, to take action under those circumstances. And if you, guess what? You do that a few times, the times are a change in, they will have to uh, respond to that. Well, tomorrow we're going to have more with Governor DeSantis to talk about domestic issues like the economy, abortion rights, and some controversial social policies in Florida. All right, now to this story. You may need to check your medicine cabinet after hearing what an FDA panel says about some widely used decongestants. That's all coming up. 
When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high-quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, at least 5,300 people are believed to be dead in the wake of those catastrophic floods in eastern Libya. The number from a government official is unconfirmed. About 10,000 people are unaccounted for after heavy rains forced two dams to burst on Monday. President Biden today pledged U.S. support. In tonight's Health Watch, important news about the leading decongestant used by millions of people for relief from a stuffy nose. A panel of FDA advisors says a commonly used dose of phenylephrine doesn't actually work. The 10-milligram over-the-counter drug used in some versions of Sudafed, Benadryl, and other medications performs no better than a placebo. All right. One of the most anticipated NFL debuts of the new season ends with a devastating injury. That's next. Big news tonight in the NFL. Four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. The 39-year-old quarterback tearing his Achilles tendon on just his fourth play of the game Monday night in his much-hyped debut with the New York Jets. Just weeks ago, Rodgers signed a two-year, $75 million deal with the Jets, raising the team's hopes of making the Super Bowl for the first time since 1969. All right. Music and dog lovers, take note. Our big finale is right up your alley. That's next. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad free top podcasts included with your prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We end tonight with a Mozart symphony your dog just might sing along with. Well, that's the Danish Chamber Orchestra performing the Hunting Symphony by Leopold Mozart. Some orchestras use recordings of barking dogs for the piece, but here, live pooches rhapsodize right on cue. It took three months to train the canine chorus, so we say take a bow. Wow. 
Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Hope you have a good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.